Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to The Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I'm your co-host, Jason. And I'm your other co-host, Josh. We are watching the first ever Regular Show special. It's 22 minutes long. 22 minutes long, consisting of two five-minute shorts and then one... Uh, normal 11 minute episode after that but it's like all in one episode mm. uh, it's pretty cool it is Terra Tales of the Park season 3 episode 4 um, I, I love the Terra Tales of the Park series I do too because I like how it originally was like a Halloween special mm-hmm. and then they decided to make it an annual thing yeah that, that, I think that's what the same thing that the Simpsons do Treehouse of Horrors mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Um. so funny that you mentioned that because we have uh, some trivia before we start. One of them being, again, the franchise of this episode create uh, that this episode creates is indeed a parody of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror mm-hmm. Halloween series. And the reason that is because, fun fact, J.G. Quintel grew up on The Simpsons. I could imagine he did. He is a huge friend of The Simpsons. I believe that his senior quote was from The Simpsons. Was I, I don't know what it was. I was about to say, like, it, it had to... If it were... From anybody, it'd probably be from Homer. Yeah. Or or even Bart. Oh, just no. a standard, typical, eat my shorts. <sighs> Dude, you are dying. I am so tired. We had a, we stayed up until like 4 a.m. last night. 4 a.m. Just like sitting on my balcony outside. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Cracking open some cold ones. Mm-hmm. Um, other trivia. This episode contains, um, like I said, three different stories, and it's the first half hour's episode of the series. Um, this is the first half-hour Halloween special of the series. The fan wiki says half-hour, um, but it, it is. I see minutes. 22 minutes. Maybe when you count commercials, it's a half-hour. I don't know. Um, five sequels followed this episode annually every season until the show ended in season eight, yep. which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I like that little yearly tradition. Production notes outside um, of on television, the stories are reversed. So if it's not, uh, I guess what they're saying is if it's on like streaming services and then um, like other things, uh, f- the order that we're going to be watching it and how it is in Hulu is Creepy Doll, Death Metal Crash Pit, In the House. But when it's uh, on other services, it's In the House, Creepy Doll, Death Metal Crash Pit, and no Halloween special intro occurs. I feel like uh, <clears throat> Creepy Doll, Death Metal Crash Pit, and In the House was how what was... How it was being played anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this full special is only ever aired in order around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, during other times of the year, In the House airs as a separate episode from Creepy Doll and Death Mother Crash Pit and vice versa. And I think that's because In the House is like the longer one. Yeah. It's like a normal episode. Yeah. Um, this episode received almost 2 million views worldwide. Almost 2 million? I feel like this uh, would have uh, deserved to get at least two million, like more than the last exactly. one. Exactly. But um, so yeah, I guess uh, we're just gonna go right into it. Uh, you're gonna see real quick that uh, the format for this episode and like how we break it down is gonna be a little different. That's because this is like a different formatted and regular show episode. There's basically three episodes in one larger episode. Yeah, and then lunchtime is gonna be a little different, and. Um, Obviously, the notes are going to be like a little shorter if they're shorter. Um, before we begin, though, what are some of your scary stories? That, like, uh, you just have like ghost stories or whatever. So, oh god, I'm just gonna make me sound like such a pussy. Yeah, just make me sound like such a bitch. Yeah. Um. So, 
when how old were we when finance affairs first came uh out? i think we were like 14 we were right. freshmen in we high school freshmen in high school at the time uh uh so just getting out of uh middle school it was when, when did that game come out sometime in august september maybe uh yeah probably yeah that. so uh i remember i played i played the demo version with ralphie yeah. He actually shit himself. I'm pretty sure he shit himself. Really? Once uh, Bonnie came through. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, I don't know. I kept going down this rabbit hole of like watching Finance and Fridays because it was trending. Mm-hmm. Back, like Markiplier and yeah, everything? Yeah, it was, it was big. And then there was one night I couldn't sleep properly. Mm-hmm. And back then I didn't... I slept in the living room and on the couch. Yeah. And I always looked towards... The, and there was only one light on. Yeah. So I would look toward, or I keep my eye towards like where my where my room was and where the bathroom was. Uh-huh. And because I'm like, what if I see? For some reason, I thought it was Chica that that was gonna pop around the corner. Chica. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like in the first Five Nights at Freddy's, Bonnie's definitely the scariest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Scott Cawthon, he actually had nightmares about Bonnie. Like, of his own damn character that he created. Uh, um, I feel like Foxy was the least scary, at yeah. least in the first one, because Foxy never really, like, got up in your face. No. He only, he, like, appeared in the door. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I would actually argue that Freddy was the more creepy one, because when the lights turn off, you only see his illuminating face. That Yeah, that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy back, Freddy's back in the day. Like, I, like stayed up with like all the lore and everything and i watched like markiplier and like smike and like all those channels mm-hmm. um i kind of I, I know that we talked about this with jake i kind of lost interest once uh uh fnaf after fnaf 3 i don't remember when i think i don't remember actually this i just lost interest somehow i, I will always say that fnaf 2 is the best five nights of Freddy's game mm, interesting yeah i think or i think um I did, however, keep up with, like, MatPad and Game Theory and all that because I, I was interested in the lore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to play the games myself. It's a theory. It's a, a game, game theory. But um, that's one. Another yeah, How are you with scary movies? Oh, I, wait, no. We wait. never actually got to watch Midsommar. You know, I'm fine with that. I feel like you, like, purposely were like, yeah. hey, we should watch this. Yeah, no, I, I didn't purposely say well, that, but was it Saturday or Saturday or Sunday? Uh, you had mentioned, okay, we definitely have to watch it. So I'm like, hmm. And then I put on, <laughs> I put on Sing 2. You sly dog. I'm uh, like, I never watched it. I'm going to watch it. And wow. I, I actually watched it. It was pretty good. I liked it. I fell asleep, asleep during Sing 2. You did. Um, but there was a point where I just, you said it, and I just never said anything. Because I'm like, okay, he's either going to remember and put it on and just interrupt it, but I don't Ooh, care. Wow. It's fine. You but are for, slick. I don't know. Uh, but I don't usually watch scary movies. Not usually. I never do. The the one big thing that did get me was watching... I can't watch Paranormal Activity. That shit fucks me up. Um, I haven't seen Paranormal Activity. I've seen The Conjuring, but I haven't seen The Conjuring 2. Con- I've seen The Conjuring 2. I haven't seen The Conjuring... The first Conjuring. Conjuring 2 is like... Uh, with the whole nun, right? I, I I think um, what I like uh, what I would like to see is Annabelle the one I, with, like about the creepy doll, which is the perfect segue into our first story of Terror Tales of the Park.
we open up on um, the birds chirping and um, we get a shot of the house and Mordecai Pops and Rigby are in Pops' room and they're helping Pops like uh, pack up his stuff. Uh, Mordecai's excited to be like, oh yeah, only a few more boxes to go. Pops is like, I can't thank you enough for helping me clean out my room. It's just so hard to know what to keep and what to throw away. And then Mordecai's like, yeah, but don't worry, Pops. We'll be honest with you. If it's cool, keep it. And if it's lame, throw it away. So the cool pile is a single pair of red sunglasses. And the lame pile is like a lot of things. There's like a toy car, a kazoo, a mustache monthly 1982 edition. There's a bowler hat. There's a bowler hat. There's what looks to be like maybe a, a baseball plaque. Uh, a couple of clothes, papers, some tool, mm. a globe, and a vacuum cleaner. I would say a vacuum is essential. I mean, you kind of need that, yeah. but whatever. Um, Rigby says, ah, oh, yeah, last box. What's it going to be? He pulls it out of Pops' bed, and then he puts it down, and inside, with big dramatic music, is a creepy doll. And then Mordecai and Rigby are like, uh, ew. But then Pops is laughing, and he's like, oh, look who it is. It's kind of like a... It, it's kind of like a ventriloquist dummy. I was going to say porcelain doll. Yeah. It has like, um, he's kind of wearing like George Washington clothes. Very, very old timey clothes. Yeah, and he has like white hair and stuff. He's like, Mordecai and Rigby, this is my old childhood friend, Percy. Pretty cool, eh? And then they're like, oh, dude, no, that's okay. not cool, Pops. Okay, so I have a note mm-hmm. that says, um, he, so with toy dolls, mm-hmm. you say it was like Annabelle. Yes. It could also be like Chucky. I don't know. Chucky. If heard, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- those two. Did you know the director of uh, Aquaman did did um, Annabelle? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. There's an an. He always includes an Annabelle doll in other in. There's I think two or three other DC movies that have the Annabelle doll in in the background. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, we're, we're going to get to this like in a sec. So we find out that Percy is like a talking doll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pops is like, oh, but he is cool. He, has the mo- he was the most sophisticated doll of his day with more than 250 phrases stored inside. Why, you never know what he's going to say next. So he pulls a string and Percy says, I'm going to draw on your face. <laughs> And then Pops is all like laughing and Mordecai and Rigby are creeped out. The reason I had a note about this, um, have you heard of that demented Elmo doll that said kill James? I think I remember. There was this kid named James mm-hmm. who had one of those like tickle me Elmos that like moved and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because my, my little cousin Carter, well he's not little anymore, but when he was little, mm-hmm. he had a tickle me Elmo and he always got scared of it whenever it like moved around. Because, like, it, I mean, it did look like a moving, inanimate object. Yeah. And so, it was always funny watching him, like, get scared of it. <laughs> I got scared of toys, too. But. The, um, I was going to say, do you remember... Uh, Jesus Christ. Drop my damn phone. You remember, speaking of scary stuff, uh, Jeff the Killer. No. Really? Wait, I know that name, but I don't know the story. It was, like, some... It, it was, like, some camera... Uh, footage of of a room look, peeking into a room and then all of a sudden a person with a white face looks through the door hole and smiling I think I know the face it's fucking the creepy killer. I just yeah. like I just got goosebumps because like dude that's that fucked me up for a while <clears throat> so I have a scary story about a uh, face mm. so 
it was a dark, stormy night, mm-hmm. and this uh, newlywed couple uh, checks into a, ho- a hotel. Mm-hmm. The front door clerk says, like, oh, sorry, we don't have any rooms left. And then they're like, oh, you have to have at least one room. And they're like, well, we do have one room, mm-hmm. but you you just have to make one promise that you do not look in the people of the connecting room. You know, oh, how- wait, I think that's the same story that I'm talking about. No, no, this is a different story. Really? Yeah, okay. So, um... You know how hotel rooms have like that like metal sometimes it has like that metal door in between so you can like connect the two? Yeah. So yeah, the clerk says like as as long as you promise to not look through that people, just like then I'll let you stay in this room. Mm-hmm. Um so they're like, Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's raining out, we just have to we just have to go. Mm-hmm. And we need somewhere to stay. So they go up to the room, um, the husband is on the bed, just like getting ready for bed, and then um the wife, of course, is all curious and decides to look through the peephole. Mm-hmm. And inside, it's all like dark and like uh, like tattered and like all like like trashed and everything. And it's gloomy, mm-hmm. and she sees this lady in the corner of the room, and her um, she's wearing like a, the white uh, sleeping gown and like the long black hair, basically like the basic like a, a demented little girl that you always see in movies. Yeah, and like her head is down and she has the black hair over her, and she's like the wife backs up. She's like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And so. She tells the husband to come look, and he sees the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Okay, maybe we should just shouldn't uh, look anymore." And then, um, but then later in the night, the wife can't help herself, and she looks over again. And then she looks through the peephole, but then it's just red. It's like all red, like as if someone like put like a red piece of paper over the other end. So yeah, she just saw red. So she's like, "Okay, screw this. I need to like go to the front desk about this." Uh-huh. So she goes down, and she tells. Uh, the clerk what she saw mm-hmm. first I saw the lady but then I just saw all red mm-hmm. and the lady tells her the story of, of that room mm-hmm. like a hundred years ago there was a newlywed couple that came in just like you guys on a dark and stormy night and when they were in the room the wife killed the husband and she, her spirit like stayed in that room she never left and that's what she was seeing and it was a little weird because there was something up about this couple you know, they acted weird, like, she, uh, the wife was being all hostile and stuff like that. But the weirdest thing is that the wife's eyes were just completely red. Wait, what? Think about it. Her eyeballs were just completely red. So, wait, that, that, oh, wait. I'm so, sure. so that meant that when the wife, uh, when the wife looked through the people and she saw all red, mm-hmm. on the other side of that door... That spirit was staring right back at her, and her eye was, like, right there. Oh, Yeah, that that really freaking creeps me out every single time. Like, I'm I'm getting good. We need to stop talking about scares. Dude, it's only August, or it's only July. It's only July. God damn it. I love the spooky season. I fucking hate the spooky season. So, Pops, um, Pops is continuing the laughing after Percy said that he was going to draw on his face. And then, uh, Rigby says that... The, that Percy is actually really creepy. Uh-huh. But Pops disagrees and says, Creepy? What are you talking about? Percy is not at all creepy. And he pulls the string again. And Percy says, Seriously, I'm going to draw on your face, on all your faces. Yeah. And then he, Pops continues to laugh. Starts playing with it, saying, La, 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 la. But Mordecai stops Pops and says, Pops, Pops, look. You got to get rid of that thing. But Pops is still very, is still like, unsure and disagrees with him like what are you sure mm-hmm. uh rigby said like yeah you're a grown man it's just not cool to play with dolls uh pops is all disappointed he's like 
oh, out with the old, in with the new, eh? And mm-hmm. then he still, like, kind of jiggles uh, Percy around, and they're all laughing. Yeah, so and it's fine. It's fine. Well, we cut to the next day, mm-hmm. where we see Pop swing on this, uh, the park swings. I, I feel like this shot of Pop swinging was used in a Halloween promo. I think it was, and too. And like, there was creepy music put over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We we could only like imagine uh, what happened like overnight, mm-hmm. and then uh, the next day we, we should be expecting to see something. Um, Mork and Rigby come up to Pops and they say like, "Hey Pops, we just found a hornet's nest. Want to go huck rocks at it?" Pops turns around to the camera, and he has drawing all over his face, and he's holding Percy with him. And Mordecai's like, "Oh, Pops, what happened?" Pops is like, "Oh, Percy and I were just having a play date." And Rigby's like, "Why do you draw all over your face?" And Pops like, "I did it. Percy did it. Isn't he a riot?" acting like it's no big deal. Mordecai's like, Pops, we told you it isn't cool to play with dolls. Weren't you going to throw them away? And then Pops is like, oh yes, I tried, but it didn't work. And Mordecai's like, look, we'll do it for you. Yeah, trust us, it's your, it's for your own good, Pops. Pops uh, hands over Percy and Mordecai's like, we'll take good care of him. The next shot, they literally fucking chuck him inside <laughs> of the garbage can. Um, later that day, Mor- um, Mordecai and Rigby are playing video games. And um, we hear, like, this clattering upstairs in Pops' room. Uh, Mordecai's like, dude, what was that? And then Rigby's like, I don't know, probably Pops bummed out that we threw his doll away or something. But then we hear, like, bigger crashing sounds, and we're like, what the hell is going on up there? Mordecai says, yeah, we better go check up on him. And so they go upstairs, and Mordecai tries that door handle, but it's locked. And he's like, what? It's locked. And then we hear Pops from the other side of the room. Rigby's like, who's Pops talking to? So Mordecai looks through the peephole, or the, the keyhole, and he's like, what the... And his eyes become all, like, dilated and stuff. Pops is sitting down with Percy, saying, here, Percy, have some tea. But Percy, who is quite well and alive and mm-hmm. talking, being like, have some tea? What's wrong with you? He flips the table, making a mess, and he's like, I don't want your tea. I want to draw on your face. So he pulls out a marker, and then Mordecai's like, dude, we got to help Pops. So he, like, rams through the door... Um, and Rigby's like, stop! And then Percy runs towards Rigby and, like, tackles him, and they're, like, kind of fighting and things. And Rigby's like, Mordecai, get the psycho off of me! So Mordecai fucking, fucking grabs a baseball bat and knocks Percy on the other side of the room. I don't know where you got the bat, but, I don't know where you got the baseball bat, but, like, that that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny, yeah. And Percy is, oh man, he's like, you're all gonna get drawn on now, and his eyes are red. Mm. So yeah, no. This this is what I mean. Like, uh, wait, pause. Yeah. This is what I mean. Like, uh, Percy reminds me a lot of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. It, even though it's not Chucky, it's pretty sure it's the same concept where he wants. To, essentially, he just wants to kill everybody. Yeah. This is why I never. Oh my God! Did you? So, you've gone to Spencer's before, right? Yes. If you look up. On like one of the before the adult section, you I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure there are uh, toy Chucky dolls. <coughs> like, dude, I don't fucking know why people would like. To, I don't understand why people would like to buy those. I remember. Um, so, when you think of Annabelle, you think of like the the creepy, like gloomy, like zombie looking doll. Mm-hmm. The original Annabelle doll was actually a Raggedy Ann doll with like the red hair yeah. and like the the blue and white. Uh, sh- uh, skirt. Yeah, isn't, dress thing. isn't isn't that doll like 
actually cursed and locked away somewhere? Yes, but one time I found a, a Raggedy Ann doll at the Goodwill and I bought it. What the fuck? Yeah, I bought the Raggedy Ann doll and it was in my college dorm for the longest time. And then once we uh, came home for quarantine, I pranked my mom by hiding the Raggedy Ann doll. <laughs> I hid it around the house a bunch of times and like I always made sure that she was in a new position. Oh my God. And then eventually my mom, like she, she knew what I was up to and like she told me to stop. And then uh, she ended up taking away the Raggedy Ann doll and I haven't seen her since. Dude, what, you're such a bitch for that. She straight up just like took it away. Which because is why, would the fu- why the fuck would you do that? This is what I don't understand about people who fucking get a thrill out of seeing scary shit. It's funny. It's not fu- It's funny when it's someone else, but when it's happening to that person, you're just... I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? That's traumatizing. So, with, with that doll that's, like, locked away, um, I know that there is, um, there's, like, a room where, like, it's, like, government, like, protected, mm-hmm. where it's, like, if an item or an object gets, like, possessed and, like, demented, like, to, like, a big extent... Legally, it is required to be taken to this room to be locked up, mm-hmm. and it's like a room where every single thing in the room is haunted. Yeah, and they have a priest that comes in there once a month to bless the place. Yeah, because it is that bad. I I hear I heard about that before, and you know what? I hope that it's I hope it's still doing good. Yeah, I hope it's still doing good. So we're gonna continue on. Uh, Percy just ran out of the room. Uh, Monica Rigby asked if Pops is fine. Uh. Pops says, like, yeah, he's, I'm fine. Uh, Rigby questions, like, dude, what are we going to do about that thing? Uh, Mordecai suggests that they stop him, obviously. Yeah. So they go over to the basement, uh, and we get a, what is it, a zoom? Uh, we get, like, a zoom out of, like, a, a zoom out. They, they open up the door, and then we get, like, a zoom out, like, of the stairs to yeah. kind of, like, signify that they're about to go into, like, a scary dark place. Mm-hmm. And there's suspenseful music that plays in the background as it happens. Mm-hmm. So it, the next like minute or two is just like all visual. We're in the basement and like we kind of get like a three sixty view. Um, the ba- you could tell that no one really goes into the basement. It's just like boxes and storage. Um, but when we're spinning around, we could see that um, there is an open furnace with a fire in it. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of like horror movies to kind of know like we could kind of assume what's gonna happen. Percy's most likely gonna end up in that furnace. Yeah. Um, it's predictable. Uh, but then Mordecai, Rigby, and Pops are at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, Mordecai still has his baseball bat. They're walking around trying to find this guy. And Percy, like, kind of hides behind a box with a marker. And he's like, draw, draw. And then he grabs a shovel off that's hanging on the wall. Mm. It makes, like, a clank sound. And Mordecai's like, did you hear that? And then out of nowhere, Percy comes up and hits Mordecai and Rigby on the head with the shovel, knocking them both out. Um, he throws down the shovel, and he goes to Pops saying, Pops, bring me the marker so I can draw on their faces. And Pops is like, no. And then Percy's like, what? Bring me the marker. And then Pops is like, I said no, because it's not cool for a grown man to have dolls. You have to go away now, Percy. So Percy gets all angry. And he's like, get rid of that marker. So they both start to run to each other. There's like this up-tempo, dramatic music playing. They're running towards each other in slow-mo. Um, and then right as they get close to each other, Pops kicks Percy across the room, sending him flying. Percy's like, no, and lands in the furnace, burning to death. Um, <clears throat> and then Mordecai comes to. And then Pops comes over to Mordecai and Rigby, and he asks uh, both of them if they're all right. Both of them say, like, yeah, we're fine. And then Pops says, like, oh, thank goodness. 
But then out of nowhere, Percy comes back out from the furnace, <coughs> uh, melted and still burning, scre- screaming at all of them. Um, uh, the three pops, Rigby and Mordecai, get uh, scared that thinking that Percy is alive and that they might actually die. Yeah. But uh, quickly, Percy starts growling less and less. Bur- uh, his fire burns out and then goes to the ground groaning and basically he died. Yeah. And then as soon as Percy dies, Mordecai says like, see Pops, we, we told you uh, dolls aren't cool. Mm-hmm. And then we hear Pops, a uh, quick Pops narration saying the end. Yes. And then we cut to uh, Pops in the living room talking to Muscle Man, Fives, Mordecai, Rigby, and Skips. Yes. It was all just a story. It was all a story the whole time. And um, I like how it was like kind of like a surprise, mm-hmm. you know, because like you would look into this episode and and you would think to yourself, being like, "Whoa, like Mordecai and Rigby are like they might actually die, like this and that." Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, lo and behold, it was just a story. Um, Mordecai says um, in real life, "Oh, I guess that was kind of scary," um, and then Pop's like, "Yes, because of the doll's unnatural uh, desire to draw on things," and Muscle Man's like, "Oh, lame." Thought you guys said that these stories were going to be scary. Thanks for wasting our time. Come on, Fives, let's bail. And then as soon as after they leave the room, Mordecai goes to the rest of them and be like, so seriously, can we just stop inviting them to stuff? Mm. And that is the end of Creepy Doll. Um, All right. So usually we would go into lunchtime, but because this is just a short, we're going to go into snack time. Now you're making sense, and now I'm making snacks. A little bit of trivia, Creepy Doll, this story Creepy Doll is a reference to the 1988 film Child's Play. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, protagonist, who do you think the protagonist of this short was? Um, Mordecai Rigby and Pops. I say Pops, Mordecai and Rigby, yeah. like Pops first, just because it was his doll and things. Okay. But um, who was the antagonist? Uh, it was Percy. It was Percy the Creepy Doll. How many O's and hmms were in Creepy Doll? There were actually none. There were zero O's or hmms. Um, adult jokes, I did not catch any. There were none. Nope. Uh, iconic regular show moments. I'd say just, oh, wait, wait, pop swinging, uh, with the eerie, like, creaking noise of the swing. Yeah, That's yeah, why. I guess. Um, songs in real life. No, 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 no songs. Awesome. So yeah. now we are moving on to Death Metal Crash Pit. Thunder crashes, and we are outside, and Muscleman and Fives have just left the house after um, saying that the stories were lame. There's eerie music playing, and there's fog all over the park. Muscleman is like, oh, stupid fog. It's making it so I don't know where I am. <laughs> and I, I like how Muscleman is always like talking like in the literal sense, where it's like, yes, Muscleman, yes, thank you. That's what fog does. Thank you for making that clear. Um, he trips on a rock, and he's like, what's this even doing here? So he throws it out of anger, and then he hears it, like, hit, uh, hit, like, a piece of metal. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, our trailer. So then the Fives and Muscle Man run over to where uh, Muscle Man threw the rock, and then we see them walking towards uh, what they hit. Muscle Man makes a connection. Hey, that's not our trailer. It's just a big pile of car, car barf. Mm-hmm. And then he gasps and looks over to Fives, and he says, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, Fives uh, finishes his thought, Crash Pit. Muscle Man repeats, Crash Pit. And then we cut to two weeks earlier. Uh, we see 
Muscle Man putting a cinder block on the gas pedal of like this old of, a, of car. an old car of an old car, yeah. And mm -hmm. he says like, yeah, 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 yeah do yeah. it. So basically, what he's doing is, um, yeah. Have you ever done this before, where like you have the car in park and then you just rev rev it up with the gas pedal and then you kick it to uh, drive? I I have not, and I could imagine that's not good for your engine. Uh, it's not good to do. So that's mm -hmm. what Muscle Man does. Uh, he jumps out the fast-moving car, runs over to the golf cart where Fize is driving. Mm -hmm. He tells Fize to step on it. They're um, driving alongside the the driverless car into a giant hole with people standing on the sidelines, repeating crash pit, crash pit, crash pit. Crash, pit. Muscle Man and Five stop in front of the hole and wait for the car to jump off of a makeshift ramp mm -hmm. all the way into the deep, really deep uh, hole. It's like, it's so deep that you can't even see like the bottom, it's just dark. And then the you could hear the car like explode at the bottom and then there's like a big uh, mushroom cloud that comes up. Um, so we are out of the flashback back to present time and then... Um, Muscle Man and Fives are laughing. They're like, huh, that was so awesome. Oh man, we gotta launch this piece into the crash pit. It would be unpatriotic not to. So he tries to open the trailer door, but it's locked. He's like, oh, what? He keeps prying, and then eventually it, like, breaks open. And he's like, oh, he falls back. And then there's, like, a bunch of, like, weird, like, ghost spirits that, like, whoosh out of it. And Muscle Man was like, whoa, what was that? Oh, it's probably just the wind. So... They go inside of the trailer and he's like, let's drive this baby into the crash pit. He goes um, and reaches up to the little like uh, like mirror flap that's like mm -hmm. about the, the sun guard mm -hmm. thing. And there are a pair of keys that fall out. Do, do people actually do that? I, it, feel, I feel like they don't do that. I, I know that it's like a known thing that people have done, mm -hmm. but I could assume that people don't really do it anymore. No. Because like it's so well known. Do, do you know what I... Back to i forgot to make a note about this so back to the flashback of two weeks earlier mm -hmm. uh when Pfizer's was driving how is he driving he's a ghost um uh it's just cartoon logic just cartoon yeah. logic God it's weird it. but yeah yeah muscle man does get the keys and he's like ha yeah every time um so he puts the key in and he um on the first try it, the trailer starts and uh, fives are like, oh yeah, and then Muscle Man is like, ha, savage, 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 savage. So he um, does a little donut in the trailer, and then he calls his friend on a walkie-talkie saying like, yo, Scotty, get everyone together. We just found an RV, and it's going into the crash pit. And then we cut to Scotty, who, uh, he's kind of like a couch potato guy. He's um, he, has a la he has a keyboard on his lap, yeah. the mouse is on his stomach, a uh, t-shirt, with uh, a plate over it, with, there's with like, like half-eaten pizza. Yeah, there's pizza, and he's just in front of the TV in our like reclined back in the chair. Muscle Man's like, "Let's do this, Fives." So the tires squeal, and then all of a sudden the trailer starts to do weird things. The windshield wipers start to move, and then the radio is like turning and tuning by itself. And he's like, "Huh, what?" And then the vents open up, and there there's this like green mist air that comes out of it. It's like by like their feet. Muscle Man's like, huh? And then it comes out of the glove compartment and it kind of, uh, it kind of like takes fives and it's like all over him. And he's like, Muscle Man, Muscle Man's like, I got you, bro. So he gets out of the driver's seat. Um, but then he gets taken by the green steam too. And he's lifted into the air and he's like trying to kick, trying to get down. 
And then there's also green mist in the driver's seat. Slowly, the mist turns into ghosts. Um, and they're like holding the, both of them captive and then one of the guys is driving. So there are three guys. They look like 80s rock stars. Uh, they're wearing like, uh, like chains and like fishnets and things like that. Um, and then Muscle Man's like, oh, what's going on? And then the guy in the driver's seat says, uh, we are Skull Punch, and you're the pudgy green geezer that's trying to steal our caravan. And Muscle Man's like, oh, no, 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 we're not stealing it. We were just going to drive it into the crash pit. And then the guy's like, oh, so you wanted to drive our band's final resting place into the crash pit, eh? Well, how about we give you a hand? And then they decide that they're going to do the same and crashing everyone into the crash pit with Muscle Man 5 still in it. Mm -hmm. Pretty clever. I was going to say, like, if you were in this situation, mm -hmm. how how serious would you be taking these guys? I mean, they're ghosts. They're ghosts? I feel like I would be, like, just as scared as Muscle Man. Fair enough. Because they, they are, like, I've never seen a ghost before. Mm, fair. Ooh, you ever get those presents, or felt those presents of, like, mm, I could feel, I like, chills somehow? So, you... When hinges glow in dawnless chambers, when candlelights flicker, when the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their ghoulish delights. What are you talking about? That's from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, um, I wouldn't know. So, I've not seen a ghost, but I've talked to ghosts. Well, uh, spirits, I guess. I, okay, well, I, uh, my dad claim, or has told me that I've talked to my great-grandmother. Mmm. Before, when I was a child, when I was a baby, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't talk to her, but she spoke to me, and I got really scared because I'm like, I didn't know who it was. So that reminds me, of my uh, my dad, who had has a story like that. Mm. Um, he was like a, I think he was like in like middle school or something, and he was like trying to go to bed, like, but then there was like this big mirror uh, next to him, and then he looked in the mirror mm. and he sees uh, an old lady sitting at his desk and she's like sewing mm -hmm. and he looks over to the other side of the room to like where she would be sitting down but no one's sitting in the desk he looks back at the mirror mirror she's there but not in real life mm. and he's like what the heck is going on so he ends up just going to bed and then the next day he tells his mom what happened mm -hmm. um and she said like you you saw a lady like sitting there sewing and he's like yeah why your bedroom used to be um, your Lola's uh, sewing room. Right. And she, that's like, that was like her favorite hobby. That, that desk that you used, that used to be her sewing desk. Mm. And, um, and what made it even worse is that that day that he saw it was her uh, death anniversary. Oh. So that was there. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I have a similar story because my tita, uh, before she moved out of my Lola Lola's place, mm -hmm. uh, she had a TV. And I think she took a picture or something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when that picture came back, uh, the TV was in the background. Mm -hmm. And she could have sworn there was like, she saw something in the reflection of that um of that TV. Yeah. Yeah, so similar to what your dad was do or was your dad's story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my, my data has gotten super, like... Super weary. We yeah, weary of, like, the supernatural and all that. Mm -hmm. She... There was a time where my little cousin... I don't know if she thought she, she was possessed or something. 
but she put a cross in one of the rooms. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that I don't think that's gonna help. Yeah, but I mean, it, it probably did or whatever. But I'm just like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure ghosts aren't real like that. You gotta keep up the spirits, man. Well, yeah. Well, um, I think holy water does a trick. True. Yeah. Um, so, Muscle Man is continuing to fight with the, the guy that's, like, holding him, and he's like, you know who else likes to get headbutted in the face? The guy's like, what? And then Muscle Man says, my mom, and headbutt, headbutts him, and then turns around and roundhouse kicks him across the trailer. Um, he goes back to get fives, but then he gets punched in the face by the driver, and gets grabbed again by the guy before. He's like, look, I'm sorry we took your RV. If you let us go, we'll never bother you again, I swear. And then the driver's like, it's too late. You wanted the RV to go into the crash pit? Looks like you two just got a front row seat. And then we see the crash pit coming up soon. Muscle Man starts to shriek. And then um, the big crowd, like Scotty's friends and crowd is, are all there. And then Muscle Man's like, wait, please, you can't do it yet. The guy's like, why not? And he said, because we always play a show first. And if we don't, everyone's going to think that we're lame. Mm -hmm. So he slams on the brakes. I, that was pretty big brain. That, 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 was pretty, that was pretty smart. Yeah. Though. So the tires, street, uh, the, the tires screech right before the crash pit. Um, and it like stopped. And he's, the driver's like, well, we wouldn't want people to think we're lame now, would we? And so they go on the roof of the van or of the, the caravan. And they start to play this very terrible uh, song. And I'm going <laughs> to, maybe I could put in like a sound bite here, but this is what the lyrics are. And it's really weird. Have you ever seen a cat walking down the street? And you said, hey, that's a cat, not a rat, or a bat, or a hat, or a pat, or a fat, or a mat. Have you ever seen a goat? And then Scotty's like... It's so bad. The crowd is like unamused. They're like, "Yeah, I've seen a goat, but I want to see you guys crash the van into the." Doo -doo -doo. And <laughs> he gets interrupted by the bass drum. I like how there's a a comedic. Doo -doo -doo. So um, the so the band keeps uh play or keeps going, uh while everyone is booing them. They still are playing. Uh, Muscle Man is desperately knocking on the RV door, asking for help. Uh, and says, this music sucks, and he's shrieking as he's trying to pull open a door, even though he's pull he's pulling it towards himself, even though where he's at inside, you're supposed to push. True, yeah, the car doors go out. Yeah, so <coughs> then he goes over to the front, to the passenger seat, and try to unlock the <clears throat> the passenger door, but the, the lock breaks, so then he's shrieking again, banging on the window, at, keep, he's continuing to ask for help but no one is coming yeah because no one no one could hear him with the band playing. yeah yeah so muscle man tries to go over back to the main living room trying to open a window but he he can't get it open then he sees a cinder block by the front he looks at it and has a good idea so we see the the band still playing it's very very terrible yeah uh, Muscle Man has the cinder block over his head, running towards the window. Um, but actually, he runs over to the front, to the front where the driver's seat is, and puts the cinder block on the gas pedal. Which, okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Because we all thought that Muscle Man was just gonna break through the window and escape. But like, maybe he's decided to like sacrifice himself at the last minute. I don't. I don't so know. yeah, the, he puts the cinder block on the gas pedal, and um, the caravan flies over the crash pit, 
and it falls down. The band is uh, about to die. Uh, but I mean, they're they're ghosts, so they can't mm-hmm. maybe die again. Uh, that's a different story for Muscle Man, though, because um, Fives is okay. He he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, the caravan crashes and like falls all the way down, and um, and then the band members are landed on the ground, and they're like, Ugh. but then the caravan lands right on top of them, creating a huge explosion and a big mushroom cloud, and like the ghost spirits are green, and then the the crowd like kind of turns into skeletons during it. Um, we're left with uh, just like fire and it's like all burning and then Muscle Man and Fives fly out of the crash pit, both as ghosts, and they're like, oh gosh, I never thought that would end. And then Muscle Man's like, hey, wait, oh man, am I dead? And Five goes like, yeah. And he's like, aw, best crash pit ever. And then they high five. Then we cut back to the house um, where Muscle Man and Fives are still there, so I guess they never left. And they're turn at telling the story. Muscleman says, the end. And that's how you tell a story, babies. And then they high five. And then Rigby's like, dude, that wasn't any scarier than the doll story. And then Muscleman gets in his face being like, oh, you think you could do better? You think you could do better? Is that, is that, that's what you think? And then Rigby pushes him and he's like, dude, get off of me. Muscleman laughs and says, that's how you get into someone's face. And then the episode ends right there. That's, oh my God. That's, that's such a muscle man thing to do. It's just like get up in other people's face. That's a Jacob thing to do. That that I'm not gonna lie. That is a Jacob thing to do. He, him and Jacob like share like a the same humor, but mm. it's it's like funny still. Yeah. Um. So we before we move on to in the house, let's go to snack time. Now you're making sense, and now I'm making snacks. <laughs> Trivia. About Death Motor Crash Pit, it is revealed that the park has a giant hole where Muscleman and Fives wreck cars in, which they call the Crash Pit. However, it wasn't proven to actually exist until Best Bird in the World, because this is just like a story, you know? Mm-hmm. The car that Muscleman drove into the Crash Pit at the beginning was a 1977 Ford LTD2. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Skull Punch have a cameo in Exit 9B. And scenes from this episode are seen in Exit 9B and Meet the Seer. Hmm. Goofs, the lead singer of Death... Uh, the, the fan wiki says Death Punch, but I think they meant to write Skull Punch. Yeah. Um, the lead singer, whose name is Harold, I never got that until now. What? He sometimes has his teeth colored the same as his skin, but they're shown as white in other frames. In alternate versions, primarily in the UK... Uh, the line, do you know who else likes to get headbutted in the face, was changed to, do you know who else likes to get roundhouse kicked in the face? But he headbutted first, and then... And then roundhouse kicked, so I guess it kind of works. I um, guess so. Uh, who was the protagonist of Death Motor Crash Pit? I, it was Muscle Man and Fives. It was Muscle Man and Fives, even though Fives only had, like, a couple lines. Yeah. That's kind of given with Fives, though. Yeah. Uh, the antagonist. Uh, Skull Punch. Skull Punch, Yeah. How many O's and hmms? In this there one? were none. There were none. Uh, adult jokes. Uh, no adult jokes. No adult jokes. Okay. Probably not. Iconic regular show moments. Uh, I guess we did get an intro to the crash pit. That's the only we thing did. I think we did. Um, I said um, Muscle Man saying "savage" a lot. I don't know. True, true. That's that's uh, used a lot. Uh, song. So it's not a real song, but it's like a regular show song. It was made for the show. Mm. The Skull Punch song. That is so bad. There is no title to it, but it's a bad song. So. Have you ever seen a goat? Yeah, I have seen I've a goat. I've seen a goat, but I want to see you put the car into the... 
So I guess that just leaves us with In the House. We get the regular show intro because this is like the midway through the episode. So we just uh, had credits after that. Um, we only get the regular show title screen, but we don't get like a, the, the title like In the House because we already saw that earlier. We start with Mordecai ringing a doorbell on Halloween. This mom comes out and she's like, oh, would you look at that? And what are you cuties supposed to be? And then we see Mordecai, who's dressed as a dad. He has like a like a Sherlock Holmes pipe and he has like a wearing a tie and a beard. And he has like five little ghost kids in front of him with mm-hmm. all with like candy baskets. Um, the mom asks, oh, what are you supposed to be? And of course they don't respond. But then Mordecai's like, uh, ghosts, they're ghosts. The, the mom was like, oh, I know, but I was just asking. Mordecai's like, eh, they don't talk much because they're shy. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, here you go, kids. And um, she says, happy Halloween and gives ev- like all five kids a piece of candy. Um, and then Mordecai says, what do we say? And he kind of like squeezes his pockets and you could hear the ghost say, trick or treat. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, and then like <laughs> it starts to glitch, and then Mordecai like pulls like a, a tape recorder out of his pocket, trying to like stop it, and then he's like, uh, and then the mom's like, hey, wait a second, are those even kids in those costumes? Mordecai doesn't say anything and just runs away, <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, unbelievable. And then out of nowhere, Rigby jumps out of the bushes, dressed as an old timey robber. And makes the mom scream, and and he says, "Give me candy, lady!" But then she gets scared and runs back in the house, and doesn't he doesn't even get any candy. He's like, "Oh man!" and walks away. I, I was gonna make a note about this. Um, for Rigby to dress up as essentially what his animal is, it's kind of funny. Yeah, and I'm sure that they did that on purpose, like not just because of the story, but who Rigby is. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like how Rigby is like wearing like a striped shirt and matches his tail. Mm-hmm. And he has a kind of like a eye mask over himself, even though he already has like dark circles. Because mm-hmm. um, like raccoons, they steal stuff. It's what they do. It's what they do. I mean, it, it, yeah, it is what they do. You can't really blame <clears throat> them. Yeah. So then uh, Rigby catches up to Mordecai's like, we've been out here for hours and I hardly have any candy to to show for it. And then Mordecai bats back at him and so says like, well, well, yeah, I told you. Jumping out of bushes wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then Rigby says, like, I'm an old-timey robber. It's what I do. Come on. Uh, and then Mordecai says, like, yeah, well, you should have committed to dressing up as a dad like me. You would have gotten five times the candy. And then Rigby's, Rigby says, like, oh, no, dressing up as a dad as a dad is lame. And then Rigby, and then Mordecai says, like, yeah, well, I'm just saying. And then Rigby says, like, well, I'm just saying, playing, what's the point of dressing up if you're not going to dress up to look cool? And then Mordecai says that, like, the point of dressing up is to get a buttload of candy, and which I did. Which I did. Why do you keep pausing so much? I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> you, trying so you need, hard. Okay, I'm not going to. You need to work on your explaining. Well, this okay, wasn't hey, like I was never hey, good at explaining right, shit. So, yeah, basically, no, we don't need to go back. So, mm, yeah. basically, yeah, Mordecai and Rigby just have, like, a conversation being like, uh, like, I'm not dressing up to look cool. I'm, I'm here for the candy, which I, I, I can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the candy. Uh, what was your best Halloween costume? Shit, man, I don't know. Uh, I, the only thing I can think in recent years is just being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I did that for work. 
Mm, you have, a, like, a work that you could uh, dress up? I did. That's cool. I didn't do it for the entire day because I'm like, ah, I didn't want to do it. Because yeah. I had, um, I, I had, it was a onesie. Mm, uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of hard. Yeah, to... it's kind of hard to work with uh, the Spider-Man gloves on from Amazon, so I didn't do that. Yeah, true. Um, I think my one of my best costumes, it was when I was in fifth grade. Mm. I dressed up as Michael Jackson. I, I had a huge Michael Jackson phase. I feel like a lot of kids these age, like, they started listening to Michael Jackson, like, after he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, like, the red thriller jacket, mm-hmm. and I had, like, a, like a wig and everything, and sparkly, sparkly glove. I remember that sparkly glove. That was awesome. That was... You brought it to middle school. I remember it. And I wore it in class. You, it, it was, you it wore was it with awesome. pride. I did wear it with pride. Um, Rigby says, like, oh, I want to do one more house before we leave, and then Mordecai is just like... All right, just make it quick. So Rigby runs up laughing, and then he um, he kind of like uses like the door knocker thing, saying "trick or treat." But then the light goes out, and he's like, "Oh, come on, man, trick or treat!" And he continues to knock. I said, "Trick or treat!" Ah! And then he goes back to Mordecai, and he's like, "Did you see that?" And then Mordecai says, "Like, well, yeah, they're not home. Let's just go." And then Rigby's like, "No, they're obviously home, and can't be bothered to give out some candy, and they're gonna pay." He pulls out some eggs from his uh, sack. Would you ever... <clears throat> did you ever consider egging someone's house? I played some Ding Dong Ditch in my day, but I never egged a house or used TP. I was about to ask that too. Have you ever <coughs> TP'd someone's house? No, I've seen a te- uh, house get TP'd before. That's dumb. Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, and then Mordecai's like, dude, come on, don't egg the guy's house. That's not cool. And then Rigby said, why not? There aren't any cops around. But then right then and there, a cop <laughs> appears out of nowhere, turns on a siren. He's like, hey, what are you doing with those eggs? You, you better not be egging houses because that's illegal. And Rigby says, oh, no, no, no. I was just having a snack. The cop is like, you're having raw eggs as a snack on Halloween. And then Rigby's like, haha, yeah. He takes out an egg and takes a bite out of it and eats it. And... Mordecai just kind of face palms. He's like, dude, I don't believe this. And then the cop is like, ugh, I don't understand kids these days. And he just drives off. Do you notice the big fucking error right here? Mordecai only has two bags of candy? No, 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 no. There's something else hmm. with Rigby. Just basically, like, just what happened. Oh, okay, well. Rigby ate an egg. Oh. And remember in the Exilin episode? Oh. Rigby went into a coma because he's allergic to eggs. Oh. But he ate one right here. So a l- people like to point out this scene right here. And um, one possible explanation I could give for this is it's just a story mm-hmm. that Rigby's like saying. So maybe he didn't actually eat an egg. Yeah. Um, but still, we all know that Rigby is indeed allergic to eggs. I, w- I was going to say, like, um, I would agree with people because it is just a story. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like. Yeah, you can make the argument, like, sure, wouldn't Rigby be in a coma by now? Yeah, exactly. So, um, Mordecai says, like, dude, let's get out of here. And then Rigby's like, no way, man, I ate a raw egg, and this guy's going to pay. Mordecai keeps trying to talk him down, and then Rigby's like, ah, just relax, man. So he goes up to the house, and um, Mordecai is just shaking his head and being like, dude, I think we should just go. But then Rigby says, hmm, hmm. That's a hmm for this episode. That's one hmm. And he throws eggs all over the house, like 
getting eggs all over the doors and the walls and he laughs and he's like all right let's roll but then there's a huge gush of wind and then the door opens of the house and this big creepy wizard dude comes out uh coming at rigby being like you you're gonna pay for that and then he kind of rips like a little piece of hair off of uh rigby and he's like evilly laughing with like lightning and things like that Mordecai and rigby are scared and then he growls at rigby with his eyes all red and then rigby says ah and then as he's saying, uh, we cut to the kitchen where Rigby is telling that story to Skips and Benson. Um, and Mordecai's also in the kitchen. Yeah. As Rigby is screaming, uh, he looks over at Benson, or ben- yeah, Benson and Skips. And then he says, that's it. And then Benson says, I'm going back to work. Mm-hmm. So they walk off and Rigby says, like, but it was really scary. But Benson from... The distance is like, and you're paying for those eggs. And then Mordecai says, like, tough crowd. Rigby sits back down, says, like, what am I going to do? That wizard is coming to get me. And then uh, Mordecai says, like, dude, no one's coming to get you. That guy's just some creepy old guy dressed up for Halloween. But Rigby disagrees. He's like, no way, man. That guy used magic and I could feel it. Why didn't you talk me down from throwing those eggs at his house? Mordecai kind of brushes it off and says, like, I'll trade you this spider ring for a candy bar. But then, uh, from the back, from behind uh, Mordecai, we see a shadowy wizard fi- figure. Uh, Rigby gasps and starts getting and starts freaking out and says, "What was that?" But Mordecai looks over to the window and says, "Like nothing was there." And then he goes back to trading his candy bar or his spider ring for the candy bar. And then Rigby goes to his pile. But then all of a sudden, the wizard's face kind of creeps over, creeps out of. Uh, Rigby's candy and growls at him. Mm-hmm. Rigby gets all freaked out, grabs a pile of candy, and f- throws it to the floor. Um, Mordecai is saying, like, oh, dude, what the heck? You're acting all paranoid. But then Rigby explains that, that he saw something. And then Mordecai's like, wait, did you hear that? And then there's a quick pause. And then it's Mordecai farting. That yeah. was you. That's been you for the past, like, two days, man. Yeah, I, I, I like to do that joke a lot. You know, I'm pretty sure that I did this joke because Mordecai did it right here. Um, it's it's just so easy. Like, anytime you have a fart, all you have to do is just say, like, you hear something, and then you just fart. Please it's so right funny. Now. now. Um, another detail about this, uh, this scene right here is that you'll notice that... Um, while Mordecai and Rigby have their candy, like, laid out on the table, Mordecai's pile is way bigger than Rigby's. I mean, obviously, because he yeah. got five times the candy, because <laughs> yeah. he dressed up as a dad. Um, so, <clears throat> Rigby is plugging his nose, and he's like, ah, oh, dude, that's nasty, this is serious. And then, um, Mordecai says, like, dude, if that wizard was going to come to get you, you'd be dead by now. And then, all of a sudden, um, while Mordecai is, like, standing up and walking out of the room, uh, Rigby sees the wizard standing there, and R- Rigby, like, gasps, and then he looks back, but then it ended up just being Mordecai, Rigby seeing things, and then Rigby's like, oh, dude, I don't feel so good, so he kind of falls to the ground, groaning, clutching his stomach, and Mordecai's like, Rigby? And then Rigby is, like, rolling on the floor, and then there's, there's, like, a little, uh, plate with, like, uh, the number 1348, um, coming out of his chest, and, that is really gross. Yeah, and then um, it's stuck there, and oh, you're making you're making sound. Oh, I am. Um, and then Mordecai's like, "What the heck is that thing?" And then Rigby's like, "Ah!" And then he's trying to like pull it off of him. And he's like, "It won't come off." And then Mordecai is like, 
he he kind of like puts his foot on Rigby's shoulder and is like trying to pull it back, but it's hurting Rigby. He's like, ah, dude, quit it, quit it. And then he's like, huh? And then a a doorknob pumps out of his stomach, and then he falls down. And then Mordecai's like, that wizard put a curse on you. And Rigby's like, you think? And Mordecai's like, dude, you have to go apologize to him. And Rigby's like, what? No way. But then he looks back at uh, his tail, and it turns into a chimney, like a striped chimney. He's like, okay, I'll apologize. So they both run out of the front of the house. But then as Mordecai's running, Rigby uh, calls back at him. And he's like, Mordecai, I can't move. And then Rigby's slowly starting to like grow bigger and bigger. And Mordecai's like, hang on, I'll find the wizard. And then he drives away while Rigby is like still like dying in the front yard. Um, and we are at the house from the night before. So Mordecai goes up to the house, desperately knocks on the front door, uh, and asks, hello? Look, I don't know if you're in there. I don't know what you're doing to my friend. But please, just stop. He's sorry for egging your house, okay? So, are we cool? But then we hear a creak over to Mordecai's <clears throat> right. Mordecai gasps. And it's, uh, we see a window kind of brush, like, close. There's, like, a, there's a curtain in the window and it's, like, moving. Yeah, and it, it was almost like something was looking at him. Yeah. So he gets all curious. He starts walking towards it. Uh, it's very like spooky or scary. He looks through the window and then all of a sudden a very detailed scary looking cat jump scares Mordecai um, and screeches at him. Mordecai jumps back and all scared and everything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we hear skips over from the radio calling for Mordecai's name saying like, Mordecai, Mordecai gets scared. Uh, he picks up the walkie talkie. He's like, "Oh yeah, what's up, Skips?" Skips says, "Like you better get back to the house." And then Mordecai's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll be right there." And then we we go back to the to the very scary cat who's mm-hmm. just sitting there looking at him. <clears throat> and then we see the cat get picked up by some old grimly hands, and well, it's, I mean, it's it's the old, it's the wizard. Yeah. Um. So. The wizard purposely, like, ignored Mordecai to, like, let Rigby, like, suffer even longer. Um, Mordecai comes back to the park, and then he finds, like, Skips, Fives, Pops, Muscleman, and Benson, like, looking up at something. And then uh, Mordecai sees what it is. Rigby has turned into a big house. It's, like, this big brown house with a chimney and, like a, a, like, a, like, a roof overhang. And Rigby's head is just sticking out at the top of it. And he's like, dude, you're a house... Rigby's like, did you find the wizard? He's like, he wasn't home. Oh, great. So they go inside of the house, and then Benson coughs, and he's like, oh, dude, it smells like Rigby in here. And then Bob's is like, quite unsettling. And then Skips goes over to the, the fireplace, and there's a framed picture of Eileen there. So that could be foreshadowing that... Uh, Rigby and Eileen will have something going on in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or that Rigby just has a crush on Eileen and he hasn't really said anything. Yeah, and so uh, while Skips is checking that out, Muscle Man says, like, oh, check it, there are stairs, let's run on them. And then Mordecai's like, dude, this is nuts, like, you're actually a house. Rigby says, like, oh, what do we do? I don't want to stay like this forever. And Mordecai's like, well, I don't know, it's not so bad. It's a lot nicer than anything you could ever afford. Muscle Man's like, whoa, there's even a bathroom. Hey, Rigby, can I? And Rigby's like, no way. But then the telephone rings in the house. Um, and then Pops answers it. And he's like, hello, it's for Rigby. And then Rigby yells to put it on speaker. 
And then the wizard is on the other end saying, how do you like the new body? Everyone gets all scared. And he's like, don't think this is all over because I'm just getting started. You're going to pay for this because you are. And then Benson picks up the phone, interrupting, being like, hello. Hey, listen, I don't know who this is, but you'd better if you don't change Rigby back right now, I'm going to. And then the fucking wizard pulls his hands out, like physically out of the phone from the other end, saying, no one tells me what to do. And then everyone's all scared. And then. Um, Mordecai and Pops, like, grab Benson, and Skips grabs the phone. They're trying to, like, separate the two. And then the wizard goes back into the phone, saying, You think you could interrupt my phone call and get away with it? Now you're all gonna pay. See you soon. And Skips hangs up the phone and, like, pulls it out of the wall and, like, yanks and drops it on the ground. Um, Rigby is all scared, and then we cut to nighttime, because who knows what's gonna happen. So we're at night. Everyone is armed with a weapon. Skips has a crossbow, uh, and he's looking out of the window. Benson has nunchucks, also looking out the window. Pops has a slingshot and is sitting on the bed. Uh, we see Fives looking through the front door and through the front door win or through the front window, and he's holding a machete. Yeah. Uh, and we see Mordecai in the kitchen holding a baseball bat, and then Muscle Man is out in the front porch holding a gun, a shotgun. He's kind of, like, walking back and forth, like, sweeping mm. uh, the area. Um, Benson's nunchucks, uh, that kind of reminded me of Chinatown when I was trying the nunchucks there. Ah, uh, do you? Oh, speaking of Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about Chinatown, because I, I, I was expecting this episode to be a little bit longer, but we're actually a little under time. Cause, Dude, we, we're we, just blazing through we, it. We overcompensated for the fact we're like, oh, this is a long episode, we got to keep it short. So what are we going to ramble about today? Okay, Chinatown. so China, first day I came through, uh, Jay, Jason even told me, he was like, okay, I knew you were coming here, and this is the first place I wanted to bring you. I'm like, you know what, you, I like that. <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you bought uh, a I lot bought, of stuff. I bought. I bought. Well, I don't want to say what. I don't want to say two things that I bought. I bought four things. I'm not going to say two of them because it might get me not arrested, but arrested, canceled, canceled. I wouldn't say canceled. <laughs> it, the shirt, okay. the the shirt, I can say. The hat, I can say. The other two, sure. The, the, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I think you're good. Really? Okay, fine. Yeah. So I'll say all four of them. I bought, first I bought a, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a Chinese oriental shirt. Yeah, it's, it, like it's very, shirt. it's very, it's like, it's very nice and formal. It's silky and I like mm. it. Uh, I bought a rice paddy hat, which I was honestly, I should have bought that a lot earlier. It was fucking hot out that day. Yeah, it was hot. And then, uh, oh, wait, I still need to talk about that one lady that ate in the corner. Um... Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then, so then I bought a actual real butterfly knife and a small kunai. That's what I bought. Yeah. But the strangest thing, the place that I bought the the knives, I we were trying. I was trying to ask for help because you know they're in cl- they're in case and everything. Yeah. Like, for obvious reasons. You have to get like a worker to unlock it. Yeah. So we're. We're looking for someone to, like, unlock the door, and then I see this, like, lady sitting in the corner, and she's just, like, eating out of a Chinese takeout box, and, like, with chopsticks and everything, and she looks like she worked there, yeah. you know, because, like, she was sitting, like, kind of, like, in the back room-ish, yeah, yeah. so I was like, yeah, Josh, go ask her, mm-hmm. and then he walked up to her, but then walked right past her, and then I, I just follow him, and I'm like, dude, what happened? He's like... I'm scared. <laughs> and I was like, why? And you're like, what if she doesn't work here? And I was like, I'm pretty sure she works here. So we like looped around the whole store and went back. And then Josh, you asked again what happened. I asked again. She she didn't speak English. I'm like, fuck. 
what she did say, I asked her, like, hey, can you help me out here? Or she just looked at me, and then I repeated, like, do you work here? And she just, like, nodded, or she shook her head. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she, I walked away. I'm like, fuck. But I'm pretty sure that she did work there. It was it was a language barrier. Yeah, it was a language barrier. Because then, like, a couple minutes later, we literally see her stocking the shelves out of a box. Yeah, I know. I just so she did work here. She did. They were like, what the fuck? Why are you just eating in the corner? I, mean, there w- I thought that she was eating in the corner because she works there. There wouldn't be a random customer just eating there. That is true. But still... Either way, why the hell? Oh my god! But eventually, I did get one of the. I did have uh, a nice, a nice lady at, uh, help me out, and I got him. So speaking of food, we also went to a Chinese restaurant. Um, this was the same Chinese restaurant that uh, William Salyers responded to on our Twitter. Yes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And while we were eating, um, this, so this place is a. Uh, there's no public restroom. Like, mm. you have to eat there in order if you want to use the restroom. Oh. We're eating there, and then all of a sudden, this girl, like, runs inside, and she talks to the front uh, desk guy, and she says very loudly, there wasn't a lot of people there, but she no. says very loudly, being like, I'm about to poop my pants. <laughs> Can I please use the bathroom? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and But you, you, you heard her, like, kind of, like, hesitate for a second. Yeah, she's she's like, like, I'm about to poop my pants. And then no, I she, thought it was funny. I thought, I didn't want to look. You were looking. I'm like, I don't want to look because that would just make me look very insensitive. So I've been in that bathroom, and it is not a very clean bathroom. It's like a gas station bathroom. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure she had a hard time. She probably had to squat and everything. So I need to to demonstrate something. Wait, hold on. There is, in case if you, have you ever run out of toilet paper in the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there before. Or if like there's like one square left. Yeah. So I have a I have a well it's a Kleenex but I'm gonna pretend it's a toilet paper. Okay. I I'm gonna do my best to like describe it for the for the listeners because Josh gets to see it. If you are stuck with only one piece of toilet paper and you need to wipe your butt, there's a trick. Hmm. There's a trick to do it. So what you do is you like you cut a little hole in the middle of the toilet paper, and you stick your finger through it like this. Okay. You have so basically, I have a piece of toilet paper on my finger, and there's a hole in it that my finger is stuck through. Um, and so you take your finger and you like scratch the the poop out of your butt, and you just like get it like under your nail and everything to try to get, and you clean it with your finger. And then once you're done, you just go like this and you wipe it off with the toilet paper and lift it up, and then you're perfectly good. And then you just throw the toilet paper away. <laughs> I've never heard this before. You've never and heard that? No! And I don't think I want to ever do it because why would you? Why the hell would you want to put poo on your finger? Well, because then you could wipe it off with the toilet <laughs> paper. It's a life hack. No, it's a life hack. And you don't even need to do this if you're running out of toilet paper. If you want to save on toilet paper <laughs> and only use once every single time oh you go, my God. that's all you need. Just fucking bring wet wipes with you. <laughs> That's another thing. Do you use wet wipes when you go to the bathroom? No, I use paper towel. Or paper towel, I use toilet paper. But do you also use wet wipes? No. I feel like you need to use wet wipes. Really? Yes, because you're not... You're... Well, uh, okay, at least I'm not one of those people who dry wipes. You, oh, yeah, so you don't dry... Wait, well, when you use, like... Oh, so when you use toilet paper, you, like, wet it a little yeah. bit? Okay, you do that at least. Yeah. I never got how people actually dry wipe. There have been situations where, like, I had no choice but to drive. Like, yeah, yeah. that's why I hate pooping in public. That, me too. But- I, <clears throat> I, I think I've told you this before. Uh, I, up until my birthday of this year, I've never pooped, 
pooped in public. I hate pooping in public. I want, one time, um, we were at band camp, and I told, um, we were, like, at intersectionals, and I said, like, oh, I really have to go to the bathroom, I really have to poop, and then, uh, I was like, oh, but I can't do that until, like, we're on our lunch break, and I could go to my dorm, and he's like, why do you, my friend's like, why do you need to go to your dorm, just go in, like, the bathroom in this building, and I'm like, there's no wet wipes in there, and he's like, what? So, I don't know how I could be expected to dry wipe, and mm-hmm. here's Why? Why? Because you are not fully clean if you just dry wipe. It's nasty. You have, like, leftover shit in there. Imagine, imagine this. Let's say that, like, there's, like, you spilled orange juice on the the countertop. Mm -hmm. And it, like, dried out and it's all sticky and stuff. Yeah. You wouldn't take a paper towel and just wipe it dry like that. No, you gotta wet it. It's still there. You have to wet it. You have to use, like, a a wet nap or something to get all of that, like, like, sticky stuff and that scum off of there. Yeah. That is just like when you go poop. You cannot, like, let's say, like, if you got, like, like shit in your hair or something oh like that. My God. Or let's say if you got, like, peanut butter in it or okay. something. You wouldn't, like, wipe it with, like, a dry napkin. You need to, like, wet it a little. Because then it's left over. There's, like, leftover scraps in there. Uh-huh. And it's... I yeah. used to... Change, change, if you dry wipe, <coughs> change it. Just add a little bit of water. Who cares? I remember there... I, I don't know how, but um, there was, like, this Instagram post where people de- were debating. Um, or it was, like, a, uh, a wet wipe ad on Instagram. Okay. And someone commented being, like, you know, you actually don't need wet wipes. Like, you're, you're perfectly fine, like, with when you just use toilet paper. No. And someone responded saying, yo, booty probably stinks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably true. That's the same. Do you know there's a meme of... um from King of the Hell, where it's, like, um, dudes in the 1700s hitting it from the back, and it's just Bobby with his, <laughs> with his shirt over his nose. <laughs> Dude, what but, the fuck? Well, was there one more? Do you want to talk about the turtle story? Uh, yeah, so there, there was, there's that. Um, when we were walking in Chinatown, there were these street vendors that were selling little turtles in, like, these, like, um, like little water tanks. Mm. And um, it was only $20, mm. and that's not bad. And I low-key thought about getting a turtle. Okay, I'm looking at your shelf shelf right now. You have so much space on the top. I guess it could have gone there. So my room is kind of small. Like, I'm in the city. It's small. And I was worried that I wouldn't have room anywhere to put my turtle. Okay, that's understandably so. That, but um, my mom never turns on the AC. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that would be good for the turtle. Yeah. I'm not sure if that turtle would make my room smell the nicest, mm-hmm. which is fair. Um, but then the main thing is like, I mean, turtles are pretty easy to care for. Like, uh, you just like feed them. Like, uh, the seller was like selling like turtle food with it. It came with it. Mm -hmm. You just feed it like one pellet a day. Um, I wouldn't ever want to like come home to find a dead turtle in my room. Mm -hmm. That would just be unpleasant. Yeah. And I, that would not smell good at all. No. Um, but there was also, um, in one of the stores, there was, like, a Rubik's Cube. You know that Rubik's Cube that was sitting on the shelf? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, unsolved. I know how to solve a Rubik's Cube, so I was, like, trying to solve it and everything. And then as I was solving it, I, like, I see in the corner of my eye, there was, like, this, like, 10-year-old kid that was, like, kind of sitting next to me. And he was, like, I thought he was watching. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I take, like, a minute and I finally solve the cube. And then immediately he goes up to me and he's, like, what method? And I'm, like... What? Oh, wait, I think I remember. I was in line, and I overheard it. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? And he's like, what method do you use? And I'm like, oh, um, I do the the white side, and then I do the yellow L on the other. And he's like, oh, nice. 
I do the this my life. I don't know what it was called, but he's like, I was like, nice, cool, but yeah, cool. I don't give a fuck. So when I was in Switzerland, okay. I was in one of the shops, um, just like looking around, and there was a Rubik's cube um, that was there, and you know how like you could do like if you like repeat the same move, you could like it like turns back to normal. Mm-hmm. I was like turning the Rubik's cube, and then the lady saw me and she stops me. She's like, oh, look with your eyes, and. It, I, I kind of found that funny how she told me to look with my eyes, and I know why she told me that. Because she does not know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Why else would she tell me to put down the Rubik's Cube? Because, like, if she, Yeah, she just didn't know. Because she knew that, like, if I messed up the Rubik's Cube, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to solve it, and therefore she wouldn't be able to sell it. Uh, but she obviously did not know that I know how to solve this shit. Yeah. So let me do what I'm going to do, just... Go back to behind your desk. I know what I'm doing. I wouldn't have picked it up. God. You know, you know, there, there was a, there those people that are just like, who pick up the Rubik's Cubes and then just mess it up. I'm pretty sure we were at, um, we were at uh, Barnes & Noble and then there was an open Rubik's Cube that was messed up. Yeah. And we solved it. I'm pretty yeah. sure either you or me, we fucked it up a little bit and mm-hmm. made like a really funny design and then just put it back in the box. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember I was at like a friend's. I forgot who he was, but I was at, I was at a friend's house um, when I was, like, in elementary school. Okay. And I saw that he had a solved Rubik's Cube. And then, like, I started to, like, turn it. And I did the thing where it's, like, I'll turn it, but I'll remember what I did. Now I could just, like, solve it again. Yeah. Then I ended up turning it a little bit too much. And that was before I knew how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I better not let him see this. So I remember I, like, hid it under his bed or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You think he found it? Yeah, eventually. Eventually. But like, did he know it was me? Huh? Probably not. It's cool. So um, I'm trying to think of like one more thing. Well, when we were getting off the red line to go to Chinatown, there was shit. There was a piece of shit on the floor, uh-huh. um, and there was a pile of a uh, uh, piss in, in in one of the seats in the corner. Yep. Uh, so yeah, if you're familiar with uh, Chicago, um, there's this thing called the red line. It's a part of our CTA train services. The red line is notorious for being super ghetto all the time mm. and like uh, being so trashy. You know that you've been in the city for too long when you have a crazy red line story. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple weeks ago, I didn't see it, but it was all over like Chicago Twitter. Yep. This homeless lady was uh, getting eaten out public on the on the red line. Her she wasn't wearing any shoes. Her feet were in the air and everything. And there, it was like this other homeless dude, I think. Like they were just random strangers that had just met each other. He was eating her out on the red line. She's like making all these noises and stuff. And then the next train stop comes and he gets up, he wipes his mouth, and he's like, all right, see ya, and leaves. <laughs> so that's just an example of I, something. God damn it. Chicago is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I, like I, every single time, oh no, well, was it? When we were getting back on the red line we were we unfortunately got caught up in a bunch of Sox fans yeah in the train it's game day it so. was game day i think they won that game i'm not too sure that was just like um me and jake when we were on our way to motley crew mm-hmm. see the red line like, the reason why the red line first of all is like ghetto is because it runs like straight through the hood mm-hmm. and it runs it covers like the most distance of the city so we have all types of people on there mm-hmm. it also gets you to all the touristy places mm-hmm. like um well wrigley field and um 
uh, Kaminsky or, or whatever it's called, a guaranteed rate field. What kind of fucking name is that shit? It's good to be a Cubs fan, anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the red line is always so damn crowded. That's why I hate taking the red line. I always avoid it when I can. Mm-hmm. But, well, it was. It's mainly just to go to Chinatown. That's pretty much it. There's only two times I've ever used the red line. It's to go to Chinatown and then um, go to Wrigley Field. I don't think I've been to Wrigley Field. Um, I've, I've, I've driven past it. I've been on. Well, I've been on the red line more than two times, but I more so I have two reasons to use it. Yeah. But you know, avoid the red line whenever you're in the city. As for right now, we got to avoid this wizard because it looks like he's home. Uh, he pulls up to the park in front of Rigby, and Rigby's all scared looking, and Muscle Man sees him in the front, and um, the engine shuts off, and then the door opens, but nobody comes out. It's like empty. Muscle Man uh, gets his shotgun, he's like, hey, creepy wizard dude, change Rigby back, and then get out of here. And he cocks his shotgun, he's like, don't make me ask twice. And then there's like a big gush of wind, and then the wizard is whispering, pay, pay, you're all gonna pay, pay, and then Muscle Man's like, quit whispering in my ear, bro, and then he, um, he starts to, like, look around, and he's, and then the wizard's like, what's the matter, Mitch, don't have any clever jokes about your mommy, and he's like, don't talk about my mom, and he starts to, like, shoot randomly, like, in the air, because, like, he can't see him, and then he's shooting all over the place, but then, all of a sudden, Muscle Man gets tripped, and he gets dragged into the woods, and then there are like more like continuous shotguns like going on, but we can't see what's happening. Um, everyone else in the house is freaked out. Mordecai goes up to Skips and Five and says like, "Did you guys see that?" And everyone's like, "This is not good." And then Rigby's like, "Guys," and then he's like, "What is it?" There's a knock on the door. Um, this is when the lighting turns all like purplish red. Um, the door opens, and we see Muscle Man, who is all muscle and he's been skinned alive mm. which ugh, that's disgusting um he he like flexes his bicep and he's and he says all weekly like i told you i was ripped and then just falls to the ground everyone's screaming and then the phone rings and they get scared by that high fives goes to answer the phone but then skips like no fives wait fives like hello goodbye and then he gets sucked into the telephone and then he gets spit back out and his guts are going all over skips and mordecai um, Benson is seeing this from the top of the stairs and he starts to vomit all of his gumballs out. Uh, the phone falls down and then Fives' his face like, kind of like leaks out of the phone and he's like, worst phone call ever. Um, Mordecai gets pushed into a bookshelf and then um, Skip starts to fight and he tries to like swing at the wizard but he can't like see him, he's, he's invisible. Wizard says, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. And then Skips gets pulled into the chimney and uh, gets blasted out of the chimney with fire. Um, next, we go to Benson, who's hiding in the shower. And he's like, what's up, gumball? And Benson gets flushed down the toilet. So there we go. Uh, the last, uh, second to last person is Pops. And he's like, oh, show yourself. And he's hiding in a bed. Uh, and he's like, bad show, very bad show. Uh, the wizard bursts through the door, invisible. And he pulls and drags Pops into the dresser. And then when the dresser falls, it disappears. Um... Rigby's like, what's happening? Um, what's going on? Is anybody there? And then, who wakes up? Mordecai wakes up, and he's like, Rigby? And then Rigby's all happy. He's like, Mordecai! Mordecai gets up and says, don't worry, Rigby. I'm here. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. But then a gush of wind dashes past Mordecai, and it <clears throat> slashes. And then we see Mordecai's feet, and then his head plop on the ground. 
Mordecai says, like, huh, so this is what it feels like to be Rigby's height. And then Mordecai, and then Rigby says, Mordecai, like, Mordecai, Mordecai. And then looks down in sadness, and he's, and then Rigby finally says, like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have egged your house. Do you hear me? I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden, the wizard shows up in front of Rigby, laughing evilly, and says, I told you you'd pay. And then Rigby says, like, well then, what are you waiting for? Do it already. Rigby is being ready, but then he gets egged by the wizard. And he's like, yeah. And the wizard says, like, yeah, how do you like it? <laughs> and then Rigby says, like, you turned me into a house and killed all my friends just to throw eggs at me? And then the wizard's like, yep, that's it. And then he points his finger up. And revealing a giant egg to be cra- going <coughs> down on the Rigby and slowly opening and pour and I guess drowning him. Yeah, in like egg yolk. Egg or yolk. Egg whites and yolk. Um, and then Rigby screams and he's all scared. And then we cut back to the inside of the house and he says, The end. And he's telling the story to Muscle Man Fives, Pop, Skips, Benson, and Mordecai. Um, they all kind of look around and then Muscle Man says, Weak. That's it. And then he he makes fun of Rigby being like, oh, watch out, guys. Some scary old guy is going to turn you into a house. About um, And then he's like, our story about wrecking a car in the pit was way better. I have to disagree with that. In the house was definitely the best we, we, story. We can, I was going to say, we can rank these three episodes. I, I had the same thought, and I already have my rankings. Um, and then, so, Rigby kind of like sneers at Muscleman. He's like, oh, but that's not it. And then Rigby turns into the wizard and he like jumps at the screen and says happy halloween ah. and then the episode ends all right wow wow what an episode what a good episode oh spoilers wait hold on all right so before we go into lunchtime we first have to go into Snack time. Now you're making sense, and now I'm making snacks. So, trivia. A picture of Eileen is revealed to be the inside of the house after Rigby's is turned into a house, implying that he had feelings for her but doesn't like to show it as a part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mordecai does the same fart trick to Rigby that uh, J.G. Quintel did in the pilot short 2 in the AM PM. Mm-hmm. Um, in the house is a reference to the uh, Evil Dead franchise. When Muscle Man was skinned alive by the wizard, his body his body accurately repre- resembles the Colossus Titan from the anime Attack on Titan. Interesting. Yeah. Um, goofs. I talked about this before. Um, Rigby is shown to be able to eat raw eggs with no trouble. However, in Excellent, he's shown that he's allergic to fully cooked omelets. Um, alternate versions. The loud gunshots that come after Muscle Man was dragged away were cut. Muscle Man entering Rigby's house without any skin was cut. High fives, ghosts, uh, guts spraying all over Mordecai and Skips was cut, along with Benson throwing up. Mordecai getting thrown into a bookshelf was cut. Uh, Benson saying, show yourself, bad show, very bad show was cut. And Mordecai getting up from the bookshelf was cut. So basically that whole entire fight sequence was cut. I think I remember watching a version of that and it not making sense. Exactly. Like, how can you just cut so many things? Um, exactly. So, <clears throat> who was the protagonist of In the House? Uh, before, it was probably not Rigby. 
I have no idea. You said protagonist. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, I have no idea. It's kind of hard. I think it was Rigby. It was most definitely Rigby. But he started. He started by throwing an egg at the dude's house. But hey, no, like the a protagonist is like whether they're good or bad. The protagonist is whoever the story follows. All right, fine. Yeah. So, um, I mean, because yeah, it, everything did happen to Rigby. Yeah. Um, true. Yeah, Rigby was the protagonist of this one. The antagonist. Uh, the wizard. Yes. Uh, how many O's and hmms were there? There were only one hmm. One hmm and zero O's. Um, adult jokes? There were none. None. Iconic regular show moments. Um, I, I'd say just this entire episode and uh, this entire episode. I wrote that um, their two costumes at the beginning were pretty iconic, and um, the little scene where Mordecai has like all like the little ghost kids that was used in a promo. Mm. So uh, I wrote that was pretty yeah, iconic. I think I think when we see uh, the park gang looking out for the wizard and they're showing everyone. Mm -hmm. their weapons yeah i think that was iconic because i'm pretty sure that was used as a promo <clears throat> um songs there were no songs no songs in this one um so before we head into the official lunchtime if you had to rank these three mini episodes from um worst to best okay how would you rank them uh so death, starting with the worst death metal crash bit okay uh fuck Creepy Doll. Creepy Doll. And then In the House. I gave the same rankings. Death Motor Crash Bit, Creepy Doll, In the House. Um, Alright, so I guess that we could just head into lunchtime. Lunchtime! It's lunchtime. So, how many O's and hmms were in this entire special? Uh, there were only one hmm. There was one hmm. Mm -hmm. And no O's. No O's. Um, iconic regular show moments. Uh, I just I'd said, say this entire episode. This in yeah, this entire episode like was iconic, like, just Terror Tales of the Park in general. Mm -hmm. uh, because it was, it was like the first ever special and it turned into like an annual tradition on regular show. I like that. We, um, had, we both like that a lot. And then the opening scene of uh, Mordecai in the ghost costumes was iconic. Mm -hmm. um, songs, I only counted the Skull Punch song. Yeah, it but like, it, it was it was for the show, but it's still a song. Yeah. Um, memorability scale. Five. I give this a five. Five. Yeah. Uh, skippable or must watch? It's a must watch. It's pretty. It, it's a. It's their first uh, special, so I'd say definitely watch this. I remember, um, sort of like in season two, like I kind of like were watching the episodes after they were already released. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until season three where I watched the episodes like as they were being like released, mm -hmm. where I would be like, oh hey look, a new episode is out, and I like actually kept up with it. Yeah. So now this is where I'm like watching it in real time. Um, was this a good or a bad episode? This was a really good episode. What? I thought this was a really good episode as well. What? So, in the series so far, we have these many O's and hmms. 72 O's and 40 hmms. Alright, I forgot, you still have to recount I still need to do the math on that, but there you go. That is the end to all of the episodes that we recorded this how, week. How long were we recording for this um, week? We've been recording for one hour and 30 minutes so far. That's so, that yeah, sounds very typical. Actually. Yeah, this is pretty average. Again, like we were saying, we were like so like worried that it, this would be super long. No. But we kept it. We, like, we somehow kept it under or very average. Yeah, so that's good. Um, 
we got a lot of work done. We, we recorded did. the tier list. We recorded uh, Bet to Be Blonde, yeah. Skip Strikes, and yeah. Terror Tales of the Park. God damn it. That's Wait, long stuff. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm still more surprised that we got through them all. Because when I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, wait, what time did you wake up? Uh, we woke up at the same time. Um, I think I were in like 1230 I woke up around 9-ish and then went back to sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even realize. Don't worry about it. I'm a, I'm a quiet sleeper. Yeah. No, it's weird because like we did stay up till 4 and I woke uh, up five hours later. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised. I was like, wait, what? I know. Yeah. I think it's I think it's because I'm here in the city. I'm just like okay. I need, I'm I'm keeping my eye out. We're that's just a natural thing here, me. even yeah. though we're in the safety of an apartment. I, just, I don't know. That's just me. I was sleeping on the floor, man. Yeah. All right. So, if you want to know what we are doing when we are not recording, you could follow us on Twitter, which is at Excellent Pod. Um, you could see our TikTok, which is the Excellent Podcast. You could listen to us on. Major streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, and many more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're finally done. We're finally done. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you so much to Josh for uh, visiting me in the city. This Thanks was fun. Me. Dude, I like I, I think I said this Saturday. I'm pretty sure this, this is pretty much an annual thing now. We, we have to make it an annual thing. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, awesome. Thanks for letting me stay here. Of course. Of I like course. being here. I like having you here. Yay. All right. So me and Josh are going to go kiss a little. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 and we on. will see you guys in the next <laughs> episode. Okay.